Welcome to Spouse Tales Podcast. You really can't make this stuff up. Bringing you truth, solutions, and innovative ideas to some of the most controversial and overlooked questions inside the practice and out. Hello to our creator and co-host, Joanne Majors, CSP, published author, certified speaking professional, joined by her co-host, Kathy Signo. I'm Joanne Majors, and welcome to another episode of Spouse Tales. And hello, I'm Kathy Signal. Welcome today. You know, Kathy, you know how we start. Um, we love Spouse Tales because... You can't make this stuff up. Nope. And we are bringing it to you again today with um, some real live boots in the trenches. I almost said boots in the gutter today. That's kind of how I felt like where I've been this last week. <laughs> In the gutter. Okay, let's go past that. Anyway, today we are um, we're talking about something that has, we actually changed the name of the episode because originally, Kathy, as we started, we were going to talk today about how the only person whose schedule that gets uh, changed more often um, really than what happens in the dental office is the spouses. Because when something goes south, I'm the one they call, right? And when something, Absolutely. like, I always, what, are they, what do we say when, when it's wrong? We'll get the blame. And if it's right, we never get the credit, which is kind of where we laughly live. But really, today's really more about um, having people understand the difference between passion and anger, which is, you know, something I think that happens with both of our husbands because they're so passionate about the care they deliver. You know, when we were just talking, Joanne, that we said that passion and anger are two sides of the same coin. Right. With one, you get the other. Well, and I think about, you know, when I... um, when we do the personality styles and we, we teach the part about um, strengths overused become weaknesses. And I think that when we say that, we think about, um, you know, I think about my, my primarily high D husband and you and I've talked about that. The thing that attracted me to him was the fast, the fact that he could make quick decisions and that he was, you know, strong and had leadership qualities and that, um, all those things that, you know, demanding, direct, the things that are attractive, but the other side of the coin is strengths overused become weaknesses. So what ends up happening is, you know, until I really understood how to communicate with him, I would get in this like I'm in trouble or, you know, there was a different perception of the way that he came off to me, depending on whether it was, you know, we were personal or in the practice or whatever. And we talk about, you know, these strengths overused because we're the very ones, the very people that we want to get behind and they are great leaders are the ones that we go, God, they're mean or um, misunderstood and misconstrued. And I think we both have husbands who have done so much advanced training that they have a really high expectation of the people that work around them. Don't you feel like that's the big, biggest part of it? I believe that's a huge part of it. And with that comes, um, kind of an unspoken thing that sometimes they're not completely clear at what those expectations are and the breakdown happens when they feel that their expectations are not met right and that's where the the disrupt and the um, upset happens is around that unmet expectation right well and and what I think about is you know I used to do a part in the seminar where I would say um, I'll have the doctor's you know, who have team members with them turn to their team members and, you know, I'll say, you know, they're not with their family this weekend or they're not, you know, they're not where they could be or whatever. You know, please thank your team members for being here. 
And so, you know, the doctors will turn and thank the team members. And then I, I kind of flip the coin. I say, now, on the other hand, there are a lot of doctors who won't invest in their team because they're always so concerned that they'll leave and take the knowledge with them that they don't want to invest in them. We're probably on the far right side of that. In other words, we really want to invest in these people growing past where they are. And I think that's, you know, like the way that you guys take your team to, you know, CE in the way that we take our team to learn and the way that we expose them to people, places, you know, products and services that they might not have been exposed to because we really believe that we want them to grow. Yeah, Tony always says that he sees them bigger than they see themselves. Wow. And he sees greater things in them than they see themselves. And so he's constantly pushing that envelope so that they can they can see themselves move into that bigger vision than they could ever imagine. Wow, that's really good. Yeah, it is. And and I think that, you know, we were talking about the examples and, um, you know, so something happened with the patient last week and, you know, Chuck uh, got upset and he turned around and he stomped his foot and, you know, walked into the office and, you know, there was there was this whole perception of what actually happened. And by the time it's gone through, you know, two people telling the story, now somebody's in tears saying, you know, he was really angry and it really upset me. And it's like when we when we talk about it, and I say this a lot. I mean, Melinda and I were talking about it earlier. I, I say this a lot. You know, I say this in almost every seminar, like from eight to five. You know, when we talk about the when the bell rings, it's not going to be about you. It's not, it's not going to be about you. It's about the patient. And so having people understand that whatever is happening right now is because we're not delivering the patient care that he expects to deliver is, I think, the hardest part to get across, especially if people have not been exposed to, you know, all the different personality styles and understanding, you know, how the strengths and weaknesses work. As a matter of fact, one of the things that I decided this week was that I'm we need to do, and Chuck and I were talking about last night, we need to do the personality styles again. We need to review that. So they understand if you want the best of him, here's how to approach him. Here's how I get the, we talk about making it easy for people to do what you want them to do, hard for them to do what you don't want them to do. So if I want this result from this person, I got to approach this guy like this, because that's how he, that's how I'll get the result I want. And, and Ashley was actually talking about it last week during the meeting, because she was saying, you know, I was intimidated by Dr. Majors when I first started working there. And I didn't, I didn't want to look him in the eye I didn't want to talk to him and I sure didn't want to question him and you know she said I I I saw a lot of my husband and him and she said what I will tell you today is and she literally got emotional and started crying and she said I'm not sure that I wouldn't have been divorced had I not worked in this environment and learned how to get you know what I needed you know from you know Dr. Majors or get the answer in a way that I needed it or with even with my husband had I not witnessed the way that they work together because you know I'll do this like I really need to tell you something and he'll say is the story important or can we have a bottom line and when I say the story is important he's like you know okay then I'm going to respectfully ask that we talk about it at the end of the day because I don't have that kind of time right now so you had a similar situation yes we had a situation last week where there was some like you say, issues with the patient. And when Tony feels like the patient is not the highest priority, that will be the first thing that will be upset for him. And something isn't in the room that he needs. And he looks later on and says, did you have your checklist out? And they didn't. And now you have to take your gloves off, walk out of the room, 
disrupt the entire process. The patient's laying there thinking, okay, what's going on? Yeah. Um, it's how you communicate and let them know we're just getting something we didn't know we were going to need. They'll be right back. Everything's going great. Do you need anything? But in that moment, it's every time you take your gloves off and walk out of the room, it adds time to the procedure and the patient wants to be in the chair as short of a time as possible. Yeah. yeah. And so the assistant sees him roll his eyes and she assumes, <laughs> you know, makes a whole the story ass. around that. Exactly. And then the next thing you know, like you say, it's time to be at an appointment and I make a phone call and say, I'm sorry, I have to handle something here. Somebody's crying. And so we have to just put it aside and we have to realize that the most important thing in that moment is dealing with the situation, right. reining them in and saying, okay, what's the situation? Yeah. Well, and I, I think I go back to, you know, when I do a seminar and, and, you know, I'll say, how many of you read the the course overview before you got here? And, you know, generally, it's about 50%. Sometimes it's less, you know, I mean, it just depends. I find that the older crowd will read the whole course description. I find that the younger the people are, they read like a title and maybe one or two bullets. And that's enough, you know, or the doctor says, you know, we're going to go to this meeting, find a class period, right? And yeah. it's not, I don't think it's not that anybody is one, one is more involved than the other. But you know, I do this part now where I talk about there's four generations in a dental practice. And we never thought we'd have to deal with four generations. So the way to get, you know, the this person to engage versus the way to get the younger people to engage, and then those in the middle is not the same. So it takes more time and energy, I think, to get people on the same page in a team today, because of the four different generations that you've got that are serving these patients. I mean, and the communication styles are different. The yes. communication styles are so different. And we're always doing communicating in the way that we want, not in the way they want. And so right. when it becomes so much more difficult, you have to stop and think, how can my audience hear what I'm saying? I'm mm -hmm. not just up here to talk. Yeah. But how can they hear and understand? Sure. Well, and when I do that, I mean, I, I'll go through and I'll have somebody read the course description. And then you, you've seen it. My second or third slide is uh, like one of them is why am I here? That's like the second slide. Right. And then how we learn. And then why are you here? What do you want to walk away with? And I'll have somebody right. with a marker go up to the um, flip chart or somebody writing it down on a note card so I can have it. And I'll say, now that you understand more about today, what do you want to walk out of here with? And I won't move until I get their feedback because there's no way I can meet their expectations if I don't ask them. So it's like, for me, I have to, you know, it's that stop, start, change. I have to ask, I have to measure, I have to keep going back to it so that when I, I'll go pick it up and I'll say, so earlier you said you really want to be able to create greater value before they ever come in. How many of you feel like we just did, we just covered that and, and you got that from what we just covered? And I look around for them to raise their hands and I say, okay, now let's move to the next piece. So the next piece is, you know, you want to be able to have inner office communication um, that's that's faster. You want everybody to understand flow, which is, you know, a huge thing in dentistry because that flow, that interruption in thought, the right. interruption in like somebody having to get up and go get the instrument that's not there versus I'll just go get it myself. And so Chuck will say, you know, where are the flags, right? And they're not here. And it's something he likes for this particular kind of extraction. I don't know why it wasn't there. Doesn't really matter, but it wasn't there. And he's going to get up and go get it because he can get to it faster than asking somebody to go get it. So, I mean, there have been a situation where, you know, he's got an assistant that he's that has worked with him a long time. So, you know, she is, let's just say one of them is better at reading him than the other. That's not a bad thing. It's just the way it is, right? And so when, when, 
when he gets in a stressful situation and he ne- it's always about the patient, he just wants to get the answer, right? So he might say something like, can I get you guys to change places, right? So he wants the, the other assistant to come or something. And I mean, I remember we've gone through that and somebody crying, like he made me feel bad in front of the patients and, and I don't understand. And it's like, it wasn't about you. It was about the patient. It was about how we serve. And it's like everything that we teach on these systems and understanding the communication piece for me is, is really the same. It's like, I got to go back to what are the expectations? And that's why I ask people now when we interview in the office and you and I've talked about this, what do you want to be an expert at? And they go like, what, what do you want to be an expert at? Like if you're in dentistry, you better figure out what you're going to mother. I mean, what, what are you picking up and you're going to own it, right? So that no matter what it is, I'll take responsibility. And that's where we talk about the, you know, um, the stakeholder behavior, you know, because the stakeholder says, look, this is me. It's on me. I got it. What that means is, and it's helping the team understand that it doesn't mean you're going to do all those tasks. It means that if this is not happening, if the schedule's not full, you're the one I'm going to come ask. So if you give it to somebody else, make sure they have the tools to do it, because that's one of the things, right, that happens in our offices. I mean, do you do you feel like that's kind of the same thing? In other words, when somebody takes responsibility for it, doesn't mean they're supposed to do all the tasks. It means they're going to be the one held accountable for it. Exactly. And we talk about being the champion. So if you're the champion, that means you're responsible for the outcome, but you're not responsible for the steps to get to the outcome. Say that again. Say that again. You're responsible. being the you're champion. responsible. For, yeah, when you're the champion, you're responsible for the outcome, but not the steps to get to the outcome. Cool. So, so you have people around you that may be doing certain tasks, and we say all the time, if you need more time, you always check in and say, you I know, Joanne, I told you I was going to have this to you by Monday. I'm finding that people aren't getting back to me right now. I may need a little, a little more time. Is that going to work for you? Wow. Because yeah. you're the one that has to report on the outcome. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. You know, we have so much technology now, right? I mean, we, we this is one of the things we talk about. And, you know, uh, Melinda and I have been talking about that today. It's like, it's great to have the analytic tools. You know, it's great to have... Uh, weave dental and tell I mean it's great to have all of these different tools but if somebody's not going to mother it and own it it's like it just falls by the wayside so you end up with all these with all these fees and you know and and it's funny because Chuck was saying yesterday he goes I don't want to micromanage that is the last thing I want to do I want to hand it to somebody and I want somebody to just like dig in learn it and do it right and then tell me where you need help it's what you just said like if you're going to need more time tell me you need more time and I think it's interesting because with so many different technologies, there's no way. I mean, they were asking the other day about like who needed to be assigned. There was something, some check scanner or something that's new in the office, right? A check scanner. So that goes to the bank immediately, right? So it's not like where we used to take checks. So right. they were talking about the different people because you have to sign in when you scan the check-in. And so yes. somebody asked Chuck if he wanted to learn how to scan, how to, to be one of these <laughs> that scans the checks in. He goes... Good Lord, no. Why would I? He said, no, I don't. Do you want to learn how to give, you know, this particular injection? <laughs> he said, I got enough to learn. And it's like, you don't, you, it, it's not to be a disrespectful thing. It's just like, there's no way one person, when there's that much to do, there's no way one person can, can do that without different people owning different pieces. And that's well, what where do I, you say? You always say, what's the highest and best, what's use, the highest of and best use of my time? That's right. That's right. That, and, and for a doctor, it is not to ch- scan checks. Yeah. If he doesn't have his ha- hands and gloves, 
what do you say? Butt in the air, head down. I say head down, butt up, hands in gloves. (laughs) Yeah, because that's the that's 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 the most that's the most the best and highest use of his time. I mean, I, I I think about me and the best and highest use of my time is you know, um, creating value for the next opportunity we have, like, right, for a speaking thing or for training or for something like that. That's the best and highest use of my time. Does it mean that I don't know how to um, or shouldn't know how to, you know, you call me and say, we have a new team member and I need you to send them an invitation because I want them to look at it before they come to work or whatever. I don't know. I mean, just for instance, I- I've got to know some of the, some of the, some of the uh, the the pieces that make it work but I don't think I need to need to know the whole thing Chuck always says you know there are times I need to be able to tell you the time and then there are times that I need to know how to build the clock this is not one of them that's what he'll say to me but and I don't take it wrong because I know what that means it means hurry it up what's the bottom line because you know he is more bottom line than a lot of us and so it's just it's just different and having people understand that you know, that whole, when that bell rings, you know, we're in school and, and ever, and the person who paid for the time we covered this, this weekend, because several of the doctors said, will you talk about that? We're only here because the patients are here. That's the only reason during the day we're here. And that's the only way those people get paid. So will you talk about that? Cause that's that whole piece that, you know, it's like, it's not going to be about you at five o'clock. I want to hear about what happened with your child and I want to hug you and say, it's going to be okay. Granted, we know everybody has emergencies, but it's hard to imagine that that this business has gotten to where it's so detail oriented and you know, it has, I mean, there's, you think about what it takes to do, you know, the most simple procedures in dentistry now and the technology and everything it takes makes it, you know, much, much harder. Well, and if every piece isn't in place, the whole the whole system falls apart. Yeah. And you know, you always say that we're systems. Stick to the systems. The yeah. systems work. The systems are in place, we always say, so that it frees your mind up to focus on the patient. Because yeah. when you have a system, you follow the steps and your mind is freed up to focus on the patient and the patient care. Yeah. And that's what we're there for. Well, it's funny because Ashley, as we wind down, Ashley was saying this weekend, she was talking about, you know, Joanne always says that uh, people don't fail systems. Do so you plug really good people into a really great system? And that's how it's successful. You know, Melinda, we were talking today uh, on the drive back from the airport about soft skills and about plugging people into these you know, soft skills so they can learn to use the communication skills and, you know, so on and so forth. And one of the things that we were talking about is like, you know, when you look at it, you have to look at like, how, how are we going to tweak this system? Because this part of it works, this one is not this part of it's not working. So how do you how do you tweak those systems so that it it, it serves this particular group? And Ashley got real emotional. And she said, you know, I, you're almost uncomfortable with the success when you first start. Because she said, you know, I this is not something I learned. I mean, I, I knew what I knew, but I didn't know these soft skills and it's like the first few times you use these questions or you use the content that's in the platform she said you're going to be uncomfortable with the success that you have and she said it may be with that husband that you haven't been able to communicate with it may be that teenager that you feel like has you know disrupted your whole household and it's like you don't even know where the foreign person is that's in your house (laughs) but she said I mean and she got really emotional she said I I was it was not something I'd been trained to do and so she said the first few times I started using it she said it's 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 almost an uncomfortable success it's like well, that was almost too easy. And understanding that the, the system is there to support, you know, the, to support the, you know, the success that we, we desire. Yes. And, you know, it's funny when you talk about that, because we have our, 
monthly um, team meeting on Friday and we're going right back to the system because we listened to some phone calls and we're human too. Yeah. Things are not always perfect. That's right. So we've got printouts, we've got role playing going and on Good. Friday we're going to be role playing phone calls Good. so that when that person calls, we know what to say. You're never so good that you can't learn from somebody else. That's exactly right. Yeah, if you need me to get you the new agendas, let me know. I'll send them over. But um, it's been great, Kathy. These these are the these are the things that we hope that when they listen, they'll go back and and you know understand that there's a human attached to that uh, DDS DMD or doctor whatever. There is a human attached, and um, when you cut them, they bleed just like anybody else. When you, um, you know, when you when you or when it's disruptive to the whole team, um, they get hurt. I mean, they're human. And it's all about beginning to understand that I'm not the only one in the relationship. And if I want to stay in it, I've got to find a way because most of it, we don't, we don't lose team members and you guys don't lose team members because the dentistry is not amazing. That's the cool part. No. Like for us, so that's successful, right? But what we know is it has to be more than that. So we know that it's like me saying, okay, we've got really good content. How do we get it to the right people? It's the same thing. It's like they've got really great dentistry. So how do we deliver it at that same level? There has to be a respect there on both sides to want to understand the other person and where they're coming from and maybe sometimes step into their shoes. Mm, yeah. And that's what makes the world go around. Sure it is. Sure it is. Well, it's been um, another great episode. And I think... Um, I think we've got some really fun stuff coming up. We're going to do a few more on um, on exactly this, the, the difference in understanding passion and anger when it comes to these providers. Um, we're going to do a series with um, you and Tony and Chuck and I on what's not pillow talk, you know, when to set the boundaries and know that you don't talk about the office anymore. So we hope that our listeners will stay tuned to come back and we will respect your inbox and we hope to see you on the road. Bye. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Spouse Tales. We ask you to consider our podcast sponsors when you need solutions. Thank you to Care Credit, helping get the care people want for themselves and their families. Cedar HR Solutions, the leading provider of custom crafted dental employee handbooks, employee management software, and on-demand HR support for dentists and office managers. Dental Entrepreneur Woman Magazine. Do Life is the number one lifestyle magazine for all women in dentistry. It inspires, highlights, empowers, and connects women in our industry. Weave, bringing dental practices and those they serve closer together. Signing off live from Austin, Texas, this is Mel on Air. See you on the road. (laughs) 